3: This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, There was a report in the papers today that um, the snooker heads were going to come down very hard on uh, toilet breaks within the sport. And we thought... How are they going to do that? When you've got to go, you've got to go. Mm. Well, luckily, we had someone on the board of World Snooker, a former player, uh, Ken Doherty joined
4: us, didn't he? That was good. <laughs> he was uh, good. Ollie Horowitz was fascinating, the caddy,
3: caddy author, mm. and uh, golf nut. He talked. He was at Beth Pages. We spoke, wasn't he, watching the US yeah. PGA? He's
4: played there a couple of times this week, so you hear that. Yeah. Uh well, our, our bets. We discussed the. Uh, the game last night was sort of a half the game because we were saving the other half for Mark Smith, which you won't hear. And uh, well, I I missed, slightly over explained that, yeah, Thank you. And um,
3: <laughs> what else happened? Oh, yeah, we had this incredible revelation, <laughs> Literary revelation, didn't we? From um, Bob Bubkin. literally,
4: a yeah, revelation,
3: literal, a literary revelation. <laughs> and uh, here <laughs> you want to over explain anything else, or can we go now? <laughs> That's it, is it? Fantastic. It. So I said to Jean, Jean said to me, You know Jean from fifteen, number fifteen. She couldn't listen to the last week. Anyway, here it all is. <laughs> We can't kind of talk we're a bit of, Leeds, Leeds, a bit yeah. of Bielsa now, can't we? Because mm. we're going to Tim Vickery will be here tomorrow. He's in the UK. and He's popping in to see us tomorrow, and we, he's a seasoned Bielsa watcher. But be interesting to see what he does next. He said if they want him to stay, he'll stay. That's essentially mm. what he said already, isn't it?
4: They're going to need. I think this thing of only using a certain amount of players is a problem, and it, it's a recurring problem for him that teams his teams tend to blow up. But they Do you know been, a disciple of that? Who? Ricciardo Pochettino. Oh yeah, I mean, you well, know, so is Guardiola. he's, a, he's they, the father to a lot yeah, of them. You know, they buy into that uh, yeah, philosophy, you
3: know, and I've, I, to I the I point like, where some people have suggested that Spurs have not added to their squad simply because the manager likes working with a small squad. Well, and didn't it's want the to same with
4: Sari. You know, he said, old oh, Pep told me I need to use 14 players." Yeah, <laughs> I think we've only got 14 players left now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, you know, yeah. The, the, I, I feel because I wanted Derby to win, I did I, because of. Frank and Jody and the Chelsea connection and all that. Yeah. But you have to say I was it was difficult I was torn because I was slightly disappointed. A for Leeds fans and B, the atmosphere at Ellen Road was fantastic. It would have been great for the Premier League if they'd managed to get back. Mm. Can't all get back. And it would have been great if they'd got back automatically, no disrespect to the other two. But they do play some lovely football and but I do I did think one of my notes last night, if Leeds do come up there. They'll take some right pastings in the Premier League. The way they play, yeah. they're, they're so open. and the keeper, Under Bielsa, certainly. Under Bielsa, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think they'd get anywhere near it if it wasn't under Bielsa. But, uh, but both teams were great for both teams. I see Izzy Brown at the end, we were talking about him. He tried a David Luiz free kick with about the same result. Yeah, that's right. He tried to kind of side-foot yeah. the valve and uh, yeah, it didn't quite work and out. And Roof was a big miss. You know, if you've got yeah. a bloke that always scores against a team and then he can't play, yeah. so... That was a miss but bamford's i mean again basically the public school
3: system i supposed to be supposed to be about fair play isn't it well, i mean we've seen him fade an injury and last night I, going I, down very
4: cheaply I, for I a didn't, pen i didn't think that was a dive i thought he made contact it wasn't a penalty but i didn't think it was a dive he either. went he, i think his previous got him booked he went looking for contact. this is the trouble he's getting a reputation yeah, isn't well, that's right
3: yeah exactly. i told you jefferson lerma you're getting yours next year mate karma <laughs> it'll come round. you'll <laughs> get yours next year <laughs> uh, definitely, what a player Mason Mount is, though. So uh,
4: yeah, we'll talk yeah. to Mark, Matt.
3: You're not as uh, we're talking Wilson. You, you're not as sure about Wilson as you are Mount. I like isn't?
4: him. I think mean, he's got a lovely striker of a ball. I think he does well, and he, and he's definitely going to be a top player and have a good career. But breaking into that Liverpool team at the moment, yeah, is, is difficult. But he could be in and around it. He'd get games, wouldn't he? Would he? Instead would you give of him another? Would you say if they go up, you give him another? Would you give me a year in the prem with Derby? I would. I haven't watched enough of him to absolutely. So I've only seen him when I've watched Derby, which is probably about um, half a dozen times. So yeah. it's not really enough to judge a player. But uh, I think he's got some great attributes, and I'm sure you know he probably eventually will play for Liverpool, whether he's ready now. Whereas I think Mount is, ready, yeah. especially in Chelsea's position that they're in. So yeah, uh, yeah we should
3: yeah. mention that. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a real shame. That's a two Achilles mm-hmm. in the space of a. Couple of weeks for two very good it, young it players. we don't
4: know. It's not confirmed, there, isn't yet. it? Really, no. okay, right? I didn't it's know not that. Not confirmed. I mean, it's you know, it's, somebody said they haven't even got back to London. Right. Yeah, I think they have to X-ray it and see what. Because that's a six-month, or isn't it? Really? Yeah, but if you, you know, it's a perfect storm, isn't it? Your two best young players have already been bloodied out for six months. Is not ideal. Yeah, and then you, you transfer ban. You, you know, you haven't really got much in the way of strikers. So, you know, you, you have did to... say a funny line in the office, though. Yeah, it? that <laughs> way, I, probably, I wasn't serious. <laughs> hey, he but, said, you know, you he have... said we're
3: well, just next year. we we'll just consolidate. Hope to. Stay up <laughs> and then we'll come back the following year with two hundred yeah. million to, well, to that, spend. They'll on have players. about two
4: hundred and fifty million to spend and they'll have blooded players like Ampadu and Mountain and players like yeah. that. So, you know, So it, you could have you it, have to have like, like Glastonbury, one fallow year. Well I think sometimes, you have to, to sometimes you have to you have to be reasonable. You know, yeah. it's much to think that you know that with all the things against them they're going to challenge City and uh, and Liverpool. And City are so confident they've already block booked their hotel yeah. at Wembley for both cup finals. Mm. That's how confident they are. I oh, know. I did see that. Yeah, 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 I wouldn't bother with the European place, though. I think I'd, I'd give that a couple
3: of minutes. oh, <laughs> oh you never know. They put a uh, so <laughs> so they've they've got a light pencil through it. Do they get their money back if they or they just kind of booked? it? I mean, anybody mm. can do that, can't they? I'm now wishing I had. Of course. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're going to talk um, ticketing. As you've been hearing, the Spirit of Shankly and the Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust have called on. The uh, blue chip sponsors of the. You don't uh, live
4: that far from Wembley. It wouldn't be much point in you
3: booking a hotel. No, it Wembley. wouldn't really, no. <laughs> uh, blue chip sponsors of the uh, Champions League to give back some of their tickets. Um, we'll be having a chat about that and hearing from uh, different sources on that one as well a little bit later on. But I had sufficient points. My tickets. Mm, well done. My ticket was secured <clears> earlier <throat> on <clears> today. <throat> but I do feel for the people that. I mean, I've, 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 guys I sit with missed out by about four or five uh, points, you know, which is what you needed to get tickets over the two I'm sure in
4: both clubs there are plenty of heartache stories. There always isn't a final. It'll be the same on Saturday as well. There'll be fans who've loved Watford and City for years but can't get there. You know, it's not right, but it's, it's the nature of these big finals.
3: Yeah, but I mean, I think the, you know, the, the supporters groups as well as Arsenal and, and Chelsea have been having their say because you know, you kind of feel enough is enough, really. They keep talking about the fans as the lifeblood of the sport, but... Mm. Uh, You know, only to an extent. The
2: Hawksby and Jacobs Daily
3: Podcast. We've heard about uh, strategic uh, comfort breaks in sport, especially in tennis, haven't we? Oh, yeah. People have been crime foul. Mm -hmm. So I was a bit shocked to read this today in The Sun. Uh, All it says is this. Snooker bosses plan to clamp down on toilet cheats. Not toilet seats, obviously. Uh, World Slugger chairman Barry Hearn said there were concerns that some players were using loo breaks as a form of gamesmanship. You yeah, try and break the momentum of uh, if you, yeah, on a may losing be, run just of it's frames. It's quite a difficult thing to police, isn't it? Oh, I would yeah. imagine. Well, no, well, you you had to you send people. being at school, isn't it? We, we have but to send
4: people to the loo. Well, so there always we?
3: that boy at school, the, the teacher thought he said, no, you're not going to the loo, Jones. And then he wets himself in the class. and they, are yeah. you know, Poor it's old Jones. Poor old Jones, <laughs> yeah, he never quite got over it. Never quite got over it jones <laughs> don't know if it was his first name or his surname i <laughs> never bothered to ask <laughs> yeah exactly anyway joining us now uh snooker's very own ken docherty good afternoon ken
1: good afternoon lads how are you yeah good, good thanks, thanks ken. ken
3: have you, have you uh, opponents popping off to the loo has it bothered you over the years
1: <laughs> no it's not really i suppose it's, it's become more prominent there's no doubt about it but uh As you said, it's very hard to monitor, isn't it? I mean, a lot of players need to go because they're sitting there drinking a lot of water, you know, and you can't, uh, you don't mind that. Uh, Some of them might go after every frame, which when it it does, when that happens, it gets a little bit frustrating. Like, you don't really need to go every frame. Some of them want to get out just to sort of clear their head or or some of them might want to get out after winning a frame to sort of let the other player just sort of stew in his seat a little bit. But... As you said, it's very hard to monitor. You know, unless you put a booker beside the
3: table. <laughs> <laughs> but if, I'm going to say, if you're playing like in a game, you're sort of playing mm. Peter Ebden and uh, he's he's on a and, and you're into your fifth hour, and he's he's got fifty. I think I, I think you're using the full yeah. facilities. Yeah. To be honest, I mean, I think. Yeah. But I mean, have you
1: ever sat <laughs> and thought, if, on the second frame, yeah, on second
3: <laughs> exactly." If he doesn't finish soon, I'm going to wet myself. Have you ever thought that, Ken, sitting in the chair?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> players have gone out. Some players have gone out mid-frame. Uh, a few players have done that, actually. You know, I remember Alex Higgins doing it once when when Cliff Thorburn was at the table. He didn't actually make the toilet and relieved himself in a plant pot uh, in the practice room. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I, I, I got fined for it. The, the tournament director caught got fined for it, and it was the most expensive pee in snooker history. Wow. <laughs>
4: But I'd imagine mm-hmm. that, you know, if you're if you're in the middle of a game and you, you're dying to go, I mean, you can't yeah. be jiggling about, can you, when you're playing snooker? I mean You, no. you, you need a <laughs> no. steady, steady hand. I think when you're out there at the table,
3: you probably, you know, you could probably wait then. But I mean, it's when you're sitting
4: there waiting where there's not as much to occupy your mind. Well, I don't know, well, ask Ken. I mean, Ken, yeah. if you approach the yeah. table and you, you need to go, that's going to affect you, isn't it?
1: Oh, yeah, of course, without a shadow of a doubt. You know, the L legs are... You know, you've got to keep a steady leg as well as a steady hand. Of thought. Uh, but no, I mean, you've se- I've seen players like in mid-frame, uh, players who are at the table, like I've seen Neil Robertson do it a few times, remember Terry Griffiths doing it a few times back in the day. Uh, players have done that uh, quite a lot uh, over the last number of seasons. But as I said, it's very... I know, I think it's it's good that for the World snooker. I mean, I'm on the World snooker board. We're trying to sort of make players more aware of it, that they've been monitored now, rather than what I don't like is for players who go out pretending they're going to the toilet and then want to have like a, a cheeky fag or, or a, a, you know, a puff of their vapour like mm. in the toilet. I don't, I don't like that. So uh, I think that's wrong. So uh, I think if players are more sort of in, become more aware of the situation that, and they know they're being monitored, then we can clamp down a little bit more on it, you know? So, so
3: yeah, it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing just to check players and make them aware of their responsibilities and the fact that they, you know, they yeah. are being watched and this sort of thing is being noticed.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, there have been incidents where players they're not going to the, they're going into the toilet, but they're taking out their little vapor and having a few drags of the vapor just to calm their nerves down. <laughs> Uh, or having a quick cigarette uh, just before they go back, so we want to sort of clamp down on that, but if the guys got to go, they've got to go, we don't want them spoiling the carpet, you know? Yeah. I,
4: don't <laughs> to, I, don't, I don't want to lower the tone, but in the history of snow, it, has anyone ever broken wind as they take take a shot? <laughs> oh
1: yes, oh yes, loads of times. I remember, uh, I remember a lot of players have done it, and I remember Bill Werberick did it at the World Championship once, and Dennis Taylor would recant the story many, many times, where he was bending over the table, he Because of all the gas and all the liquid that he used to drink, all the lager, you know, uh, there was a lot of gas build up, and he bent (laughs) over the table and he let one rip. And it wasn't a silent one; it wasn't a silent. It was quite loud. And he got down off the table, laughed to himself, and pointed to someone in the front row and said. Was
3: that you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's not the only one because I'm, Judd Trump is not his real name. That's all I'm saying. He's ch- he, ch- he changed it for a reason. And that's, maybe we should talk about him because uh, what a fantastic uh, victory for him. And uh, I saw him saying that somebody in the first round when he was six-three down and uh, he was called a yeah. butler by somebody, I think, on uh, social media. I mean, uh, I mean they're, they're the margins, aren't they, sometimes in a tournament? Oh,
1: yeah without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, he, he played magnificently in the final. He sort of got better as the tournament went on. And, you know, Tep who knew from Thailand, it was just one ball away from sort of knocking him out, 10-9 in that fourth round. and uh, But he held himself together, Trump made a He, he won that last frame against him, ten nine, and went sort of from strength to strength. And particularly in the final, I mean, the eight frames in a row that he won in the second session against John Higgins was just magnificent. It was some of the best snooker that we've ever seen at, at the World Championship, particularly in the final. You know, uh,
3: Obviously, Barry was very excited and he was talking about what he can be the next big superstar of, of snooker. And I think maybe mm. that's not a bad thing. I don't understand why Barry says that because we don't quite know where Ronnie do. We? He was talking the other day about having a year off to become a chef. and that you know <laughs> if, if you, The man who's kind of carrying the torch for the sport an awful lot of the time and he's, is its kind of main person Personality, it's, it doesn't hurt to yeah. have somebody come along in his slipstream, does it?
1: No, absolutely not. And, and um, I mean, what a player to come along as well. Someone who's very flamboyant, you know, express himself on the table. Reminds me of, the, of, of like a Jimmy White, a young Jimmy White of old, who, who, when he gets to the end of the frame, will sort of entertain the crowd. I mean, and some of the pots and some of the shots that he can play, it's just breathtaking, you know. And uh, no, I think you're right. I think for him to take over the mountain now, Ronnie. Uh, someone who's been a talisman for many, many years. And, uh, well, yeah, if he keeps saying he's got to have a breakaway tour, go off to be a chef, we, we sort of, you know, the game is sort of moving on now. And maybe this might be the, the sort, of, uh, a, a sort of a new era for Judd Trump now to go on and, and dominate the, the way Ronnie has dominated, the way John Higgins and Mark Williams have, have, have dominated over the last few years.
4: Don't mention anyone's slipstream. No, I'm not going to mention the slipstream,
3: not after the conversation we had earlier on. And just finally, how are you and Jackie Chan getting on? Is you still a bromance
1: there? There's oh. <laughs> a bit of bromance there. I haven't spoke to him at all, but I have a little cue for him, a little present for him from John Paris, who's the best cue maker. So the next time I'm over that way, I'll bring it to him and I- I want, to, I want to get me lions from my from parents in out for us. Fantastic, <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Always good to
3: talk to you. Thanks very much for joining us. Yeah, thanks, lads. Have a great day. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Over in Long Island, Beth Page, yeah, the, the black horse. Mm. And the word brutal keeps coming up whenever you hear about it. Mm. Um, there's some tough holes uh, there, and uh, someone who's there right now as the author of a fine book popped in and saw us when he was in the UK. An American caddy at St Andrews, he is uh, a, a golf nut and uh, a caddy to boot. Uh, and uh, it's Oli Horovitz. Hi, Oli.
2: Hey guys, thanks for having me.
3: That's a great pleasure. pleasure. So uh, yeah, this this is a, a, a tough course as we've been hearing, isn't it? You've played it.
2: Oh, I've played it many times. I uh, had to sleep in my car overnight a couple weeks ago to get get one of the slots because it only opened for two weeks. Look, it's brutal. It's 7,432 yards par 70, so it's super long. But then it's just been raining basically the whole month of April and then the last couple days. So that rough that wasn't really supposed to be so thick and crazy is now brutally thick. And I was on the course all day yesterday. And I was putting my hand in the rough, and it just goes further down than you think. Wow. So the rough, it doesn't look bad, but then you actually get in it. Oh, my God, guys. It's like Carnoustie sex.
4: <laughs> it's always a balance for these uh, tournament organizers setting up the course, isn't it, Ollie? Because if you make it too easy, people don't like it. People are like 15 under par and all this. If you make it too difficult, then and the players end up looking like weekend duffers, that's no good either, is it?
2: That's right, and what's interesting is, as you guys all know, this uh, has previously hosted two U.S. Opens, and it's also hosted the Barclays twice in the FedEx Cup. So we've seen it in two really different setups. We saw it when it was just brutal in '02 and '09, and then we saw it when it wasn't too bad in, like, you know, in 2016. Um, but this is getting closer to – I wouldn't say it's a U.S. Open setup, but it's getting closer to really, really tough, I and mean, we just saw Tiger – on his opening hole on number 10. He missed the fairway by about a foot, guys, on the 10th hole. He had 201 yards. He had to lay up. He couldn't even take it on. So I've been telling all my friends, you know, for, for weeks, I think number 10 is harder than 15 even. I think it's the hardest hole in the course. So to have to start on 10 like he did, like Tiger had to, that's a, uh, it's a really tough way to start your PGA Championship, isn't it, off of ten.
4: What about the seventh? Uh? I mean, this is a, Tiger was talking about this yesterday. It's 524 yards. Normally, it's a par five, which is what you'd expect for that length of And it's a par four. And Tiger's saying no one can reach the green in two. It's, it's a strange I wonder why they decided to make it a par four. Oh,
2: it's wild. Yeah, I always, I always, play, uh, I always play seven really badly. I play Beth Page at with my buddy, Spiro. And uh, seven, we play it as a five. But it, it's a really, it, you know, look, here's the thing. It's all about angles on seven. If you get blocked out by those trees, because it's a real hard dog leg right, you have almost no shot of getting to the green anyway. And angles are a big thing on this golf course. One, two, number five, number seven, number nine. The list just goes on and on. You have these angles where you get blocked out by these big, tall trees that they have all over Best Page. But yeah, I mean, look, seven, 524 yards is playing as a four. I, I think they've just done it because, you know, you you have in the same group as Tagger, you have Brooks Kepka, who just bombs it, you know? So, mm-hmm. so they, ha- they had to go a little bit, but still, 7,432 yards for a par 70. Jeez, I'm not good enough to play that.
4: I mean, people say horses for courses. Do you look at a course like this and say, that'll suit this one, that'll suit him, or, you know, and you mentioned Brooks Kepka there. I mean, anybody else you think they should do well?
2: Well, I'll tell you what, Brooks, I, I've felt good about him for for so long coming in because he's such a great driver of the golf ball. I mean, I, I still think you're going to have to be accurate off the tee. You know, I'd love, I'd love to see Tommy Fleetwood do well this week. Um, but you've got uh, you've got to be accurate. That rough is so much thicker than it could have been. Um, but I'll tell you what, the golf course looks absolutely stunning. I was out there all day Monday and then on Wednesday. It does 30,000 rounds a year, this golf course. It costs 65 bucks to play as a new yorker it's a public course and look how fabulous it looks i'm just i'm blown away by how good a job they've done of making this championship ready it's just it's a gem of new york golf it really is
3: you mentioned tommy fleetwood he admitted that he'd never been to best page he's kind of seen it played on tv but he's never played which obviously is not not going to help him
2: <laughs> it, it's incredible and i'll tell you another thing that's so fun is the crowds I and mean, everyone talks about the crowds but you know, it's only it's an hour on the train from, from Manhattan, and then you're in Farmingdale, and it's a five-minute ride to the course. So it's just packed with New Yorkers all week. And New York crowds are wonderful. They're loud. We've been so excited for the championship the whole, this whole year. Everyone's just been waiting for it. And I think, you know, the crowds are going to get behind someone like a Phil, but I feel like they're going to love Tommy, too. So it, it, it just makes the championship special. It's the New York gem of a golf course, and New Yorkers are so proud of, of this course and also how hard it's playing because that's part of it as well. It's, you know, the black, we're seeing the black as tough as it can be right now.
3: And what are the ticket prices like, Ollie, to, to come at the event? Well,
2: that's a great point. So to be honest with you, there's, uh, there's a bit of a secondary market for tickets. Mm. Uh, we have this thing stub up, So I don't know if I'm supposed to say it, but you can get tickets to the practice rounds for $6 US. So for like five quid, you could get a ticket on mm. the, uh, the secondary market. So uh, it's very accessible. This is not a ticket to center court Wimbledon. This is not a ticket to Augusta. I was just talking to my dad about that yesterday. Anyone can go. So you're not, you're not seeing just, you know, the rich corporate guys there. You're seeing real, you know, firemen, policemen are there alongside the wall street bankers. So it's a, it's a masterpiece architect, a W Tillinghouse. that those bunkers are just gems. And you know, it's one of five golf courses there. It's a, it's a beautiful state park and it's, and it's hosting just, it's hosting a real fabulous championship. Yeah, are you still caddying? Still doing a bit of that these days? So I've actually been hosting a show called uh, Caddy Codes, which is on uh, Shop with Golf NBC, and and as part of that, it's been kind of fun. I got to actually spend a day with all the best page caddies uh, for an episode of the show, and I've been. Uh, there was three of the senior caddies, and by the way, one of them, Jack Miller, who's a good buddy of mine. Watch out for him this week, guys, because he's the only local caddy to get a bag in the tournament. He's cadding for Jazz Jane Watanan, who's the 23-year-old Thai golfer. And I was talking to Jack yesterday, and he's just so excited. He said, "Ollie, I can't believe the week's finally here, and I can't believe I'm in the show. So Jazz yeah. Jane right. Watanand, the 23-year-old, he's got a local guy on his bag, and he's got one of the best, Jack Miller. So we got, we got Jack on the episode of Caddy Codes. Good stuff. Excellent. Let me mm-hmm. speak yeah, to good you. Good to do, Johnny. Take care. Thanks, guys. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport.
0: How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC.
2: So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20 to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving all of in June.
2: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
4: Are you up for tomorrow's How Low Can You Go impersonating Bob Bupka competition? What? Really? Have well, I got to try it? No, or is it listeners? the talk listeners? listeners. Okay. We'll get a bit of Bob doing one of his classic sign offs. Yeah. And then the listeners have to come on and see if. Try and get lower. Lower. How are we measuring this? We're just going to. T- <laughs> well, by our ears. Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. You've got no scientific measurements. No scientific, <laughs> no measurement, scientific measurement whatsoever. It'll be a judgment call. Fair enough. We will tomorrow have a good FA Cup
3: preview with Motti, mm, synonymous so with yeah. the competition. So, uh, yeah, we'll be doing that when he joins us
4: tomorrow afternoon. That's good. Uh, did you see there's uh, research has uh, been done into uh Britain, british drinking habits oh, yeah. brits are the world's biggest drinkers so you won't be surprised to hear you've that. seen that video of uh, ray parlor and uh, alan then, <laughs> yeah. have you yes in waitrose well, you told me about it yeah it's um tremendous yeah. i love the idea that they're doing a program with amazon on beer drinking yeah that's fantastic it's a good idea actually mm. i mean i think who better than ray allen not ray yeah. allen he wouldn't be any no big he big, but it but I, anymore, just so ray's yeah. powers
3: of speech go and he has too many so i, I don't you know I that's think true you're gonna have to do it in one take I think that, that's going What's to be What's the thing key. he always
4: says? I'm driving. Is I'm, dri- driving lads, I'm driving, lads. I'm driving. Well, it cl- clearly, <laughs> clearly isn't. isn't. Yeah, yeah. And uh, anyway, the research was conducted by somebody called Professor Adam Weinstock. Yeah. Weinstock, that's a seller, isn't it? <laughs> I think it is, yeah, yeah. Very well well-named, and you're not always, a, you know, Rod Little's a very good columnist, but I don't, always, like all columnists, you don't always agree with them, but I do agree with what he said today, and I, I always get that feeling. He says, I'm feeling a bit bereft. It's always the same at this time of year. The football season is over. He means the Premier League, the league season. Mm. And and it's true, really. I mean, there is football, and there's the Women's World Cup, and there's, but it's the rhythm of your life. It's that match of the day, Super Sunday, you know, that sort of Champions League. Yeah. You know, it's. It, I know what he means by that. But for so. a non-tournament year, um, we're oh, not too badly oh off no, this plenty. summer no, because you're going to go
3: from the playoff finals, more or less, straight into the Nations League, aren't you? Then yeah. you're going to go into the Women's World Cup. So, yeah, and so and before you know it. Pre-season friendlies, mad yeah. tournaments all transfer around the world Transfer window for all the other clubs. That's right, transfer window. Yeah, I mean, it won't be bothering us, or maybe it will have <laughs> yeah. slightly more this year. Oh, I think it know? will be,
4: actually. Yeah. Yeah, see Sesson, you're saying that he wants to go to Spurs. I think he, a... Have you heard him say that? I haven't. He didn't say it to me personally. No, no, I, no, no. You know, when I invited him round. These but... are the reports that he wants to <laughs> go to this club or that club, but we've not heard anything definite, have we? I know Gemma Collins is an easy target, but there was a piece about her. She's gone to America, right? Oh, yeah. And it says here... The GC also visited cosmetic surgeon Dr. Simon Urian to suck fat out of her face. I was thinking, oh, that's not much of a job, is it? I imagine with some kind of of pump.
3: (laughs) Really? Not like a snake bite. (laughs) It can't be that, can it? Surely it can't be Um, Anyway, the big story of the day um, is uh, uh, popped up in the sun today and then got a table football set for her grandson. Oh, yeah. And saw the goalie had his tackle out, we're told. Uh, Chrissy Samuel's 52 believes factory workers must have left him naked from the waist down for a laugh. Left him? This is well, the we'll debate. Come back isn't to it? This. Yeah. She said she uh, she bought the vintage set from a charity shop so she could play along with her football mad uh, grandson Warren seven. She said I had a power over and we were messing around with the table when I suddenly noticed the goalie had no shorts. I burst out laughing. Then I realised this wasn't appropriate. I was stunned at the level of detail below the waist. I have no idea how it got through quality control. (laughs) Now, Chrissy's working on the basis that every table football player is like, like an, uh, a Leonardo anatomical drawing. So, so it's basically all the genitalia is carefully drawn on by the factory workers in China, who then then draw on a pair of shorts, because it's all about getting authenticity. Well you want
4: authenticity.
3: I would work on the basis that what's happened there is that someone who used to have that table before it ended up in the charity shop thought it would be a bit of a laugh to paint sort of flesh tone over the goalie shorts, and then give him a willy. Oh, that's a good idea. So that's, somebody's done that for a laugh. Yeah. Clearly, what they don't, they don't draw everything in detail in the factory and then put a pair of white shorts on it <laughs> because that would that's no. not cost
4: effective, is it? I don't know. I makes, mean, if you take you that want... into
3: the den, <laughs> i I'm looking for uh, uh, £25,000 for 10% of the business uh, to draw genitalia on table footballers and then paint them out. I mean, Peter Jones would laugh you out of the room, wouldn't he? <laughs>
4: Duncan Bannatyne might be, you know, well, he might he. be. Ode, I doubt it. It makes you wonder what's underneath the Ace of Beautio player's shorts. Well, nothing, Andy. <laughs> it doesn't make you think that because well, there's nothing. nothing under there. <laughs> anyway, um, also uh, in the paper this morning is the inventor Matty Passo from uh, Helsinki in Finland, who's invented a human car wash. It's a rotating brush. That scrubs the neck, shoulders, and back. And it's very good. It's, it's revolutionised washing for immobile people. So he said it's for those who struggle in the shower. But you're thinking, yeah, what about the bottom part, which is a part that often needs more washing than the top well, okay, part? I, I mean, say.
3: also these things, you the, can't old, hang the old car wash of. can malfunction. <laughs> no one's doing it on you, do you
4: really? <laughs> The shower sort of does that job as the producer well, no, pointed no, it out. no, It doesn't really. I can see it's a,
3: look, there it is. So a bunch of different brushes that would yeah, go under your chin and a nice and, idea, and, really. Yeah, okay, well I'll pick you one up, Andy. You'll thank need you, one soon. Thank you very much. Um anything else?
4: Could be, yeah. Uh, could be, hope so. Yep. About the hawks There's j- you know, right, no, a woman, Man. You're
3: measuring <laughs> the quality of your a material. Then be, that that's be. an is, even bigger problem. That for me, is right. everything.
4: A woman with a rare sleeping disorder. Uh, <laughs> this is incredible. She. What that happens to this woman is? Yeah. She falls asleep and then she starts ordering stuff in her sleep. So she ordering made, stuff where? What like? like online, like fast food or no stuff? Like stuff on eBay and stuff <laughs> like that. And she went out and bought. That's while why she's she told the old man, isn't it? Really? No. While That's she a was great asleep, story. She bought. It's got a sleep, sport, sleep shopping, sleep shopping, but it's got a sporting connotation because she bought a full size plastic basketball court, which turned up at her house the next day. A full size basketball court. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's he lives on a flat 15th floor. It's not that <laughs> yeah. useful. No, it doesn't say where she is. Brilliant. I uh, mean, yeah. drunk
3: shopping is obviously is a thing. People do that. Our old producer, Danny, yeah, we well, yeah. used to. He loved stuff it. Stuff had turn up. Uh, Mr. Boris, here we are. It's just been <laughs> delivered. Full size basketball court. We had no idea it he was bought it was. It was Derek Guyler working then, for Amazon. Then he bought it at three o'clock in the morning uh,
4: after he'd come back from the pub. But I've never heard of sleep shopping before. It's no. got to be a new one, I would think. Yeah. Somebody made the point, actually. I think we were saying this way back at the start of the season. Why is the Premier League season kicking off this week? It doesn't make any sense. Everybody else is kicking off a bit later. The, the, and now, what's happening? Premier League. Premier League. Oh, that, 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 when yeah. it started last year, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, of course, it finished last Sunday. Everybody else in Europe is playing this weekend. Hmm. And the English, two English clubs are kind of not kicking their heels because they're probably, you know, being able to lick their wounds and do a bit of training. But it's quite a strange idea, isn't it? There's a gap now, the two week, two and a half week gap between, well, actually three weeks to the Champions League. Yeah. Strange. Yeah, well, you're right, right. We
3: came out of the World Cup earlier and a few players uh, suffered from that. They probably had their reasons. I think they just want to build a bit of fat into the schedule, don't they, in case there's issues. Mm.
4: A couple of Watford stories that are nice. Uh, Elton John's kids will be leading the team out. and I think that's a really lovely story. I didn't realise
3: Noel Gallagher wouldn't be at the final either. I knew Elton John Mm. wouldn't, he's got a gig, but Noel Gallagher's over in the Far East with his band, so he Mm. won't be at
4: the final either. Yeah, but he's seen a lot of success, whereas Elton, you know... It's been a it's while. Different. Yeah, yeah, it's been yeah. a while. And Adrian Mariapa, the Watford players, one of the, the, a growing number of players who have turned vegan. There must be something in this, because yeah. especially when they get to the latter stage of their career, they all say that it helps with injuries. and help. I think you're going to oh, see yeah. more and more players. I mean, Graham Williams, the old Graham keep fit that we he won't be happy will he, This he, was the
3: former West Brom and uh, Wales fullback. back We yeah. used to have
4: this record called Keep Fit with Graham it Williams. It was made in their, what, 60s? He'd say, oh, before the game, I like a steak and a
3: nice he pint of go, milk." Even no, though he used to say, "Eat lots of meat, drink lots of milk," yeah. and they didn't quite say it like that. And are put words in his mouth. I probably did. Really. And he was Welsh, so well that was. <laughs>
4: so um, yeah, but he did. I mean, really, that's what players did. They ate yeah. lots of steak. And they drank lots of milk, didn't they? I couldn't find it. I was trying to find it, and we've obviously lost it. We had it years ago, but of course, our archive system not the finest. Yeah. So we haven't got it anymore. But I tried to find it somewhere, but we couldn't. What this was the the Grand Williams keep thing. fit with Grand Williams. We used to, to play. We used to. to we had a few years where we played it every January. Oh, remember. Yeah, 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 great. Uh, the, great. We did.
3: No, we did. We did. It was to try and get everybody. Wasn't it? Wasn't it pre-season to try and get everybody? No, to no, the no January.
4: I think it was the idea to sort of like after Christmas. Okay. Well, to
3: eat lots of meat and drink lots of milk doesn't sound like <laughs> much of a diet, does it? Not really. Um, Maria was also talking about bemoaning the fact that uh, that something, we've talked about this before, haven't we? With uh, players of a certain mm. vintage, uh, our character-forming it was to clean the boots. And sometimes work with the ground staff, Mm. sort of painting the terraces and things like that um, that the players used to get roped into. Um, yeah, clearing the gym was, oh no Alan was talking about he was, said he, he didn't enjoy the job of picking up the sweaty old kit no but, that's um, right but it was character building for a lot of these kids I mean I think you'd get a bit of a shock now they should mm. maybe have a sort of throwback Thursday one day when all the young apprentices <laughs> go in some from there on about 35 grand a week and then they're just yeah. told by the senior pros to uh, clean up the <laughs> dressing room and clean the showers <laughs> and see if they view it as character and say yes let's do this every Thursday <laughs> it's character it building it's character yeah, building i clean I'm not sure. I never convinced it was I, character I don't even clean room, out my own Bentley they say so why <laughs> would I clean out the dressing room? <laughs> yeah, that's
4: very true. Yeah, I'll take it down Now we, wash. Uh, we should thank Ollie our, our temporary tech op today yeah. who's done a sterling job because Bill uh, had a bit of a family emergency so he was called away. Yeah. And Ollie normally does the Drive, drive time, don't you, Ollie? And uh, so he's done Jim's show, yeah, our show, and Double he's got sh- t- Phil Collins at Live Aid. I'm, I'm pretty impressed with that. He's going to do a show so, in Philadelphia about eight o'clock tonight. So he might need a bit of help when I say, "Have is Pele available? Oh, okay. John, can well, you? Pelé, can find that do it
3: now, You can do that now, right?
4: I've got a T20 birthday spread. Well, you left you? it quite late. I know oh, I did. I left it too late. Should I save it?
3: Yeah, go and save it. D- don't worry, right, Ollie, you sorry, calm Ollie. down. Yeah, we'll yeah, do it later. I've left it too late. Keep it in the bank, but we might we'll do it before four o'clock. If not, do it tomorrow. Fair enough. He won't be here then. You've just wasted his time. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Bob, well, we have a very quick question I for you. a question as well. Go ahead. Uh, this is from Ian in Peebles. He said, having listened to Bob Burt uh, for years on the station, uh, could he tell me what part of the states that amazing voice originates
5: from? Well, it, uh, thanks for the compliment on the amazing voice, but it came uh, just about 50 miles from where we're located here, at Bethpage Black, on the end of Long Island, a little community called Sag Harbor oh. and there were 14 classmates in my senior class in high school allowing me to tell everybody my entire life that I graduated in the top 20 <laughs> the Hogsby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport bob didn't mention
3: uh, that uh, a fellow famous person from Sag Harbor uh, the legendary writer John Steinbeck. Can you ask Bob, did he know Steinbeck? Do you know the Steinbeck family, Bob?
5: Yeah, I did. Uh, wow. I knew John uh, when I was a youngster, uh, quite a gentleman. Uh, they created. The, see, the thing about Sag Harbor, guys, that's really fascinating. In the year 1840, it was the largest whaling port in the United States. So it has a rich tradition of, of whaling ships and uh, everything that goes along with it. John Steinbeck fell in love uh, with Sag Harbor, uh, bought a house out there, got involved. They had a whalers' festival for years. John Steinbeck was, was an active uh, part of that. It really was a thrill to know John Steinbeck is you know the talent that that man had was wow. absolutely incredible. Did he play any golf, Bobby? Didn't he? Didn't get a game of golf in with him at any point? <laughs> no, I didn't get a game of golf uh, with him. Uh, but I wouldn't get in a game of chess with him either. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm sure he had a little more upstairs than I operate. With. <laughs> he did. He
4: did play a bit of golf. He used to he used to hit, always hit it to the right. You remember that book you wrote of slice and men? Oh, I, I. Come on. This is it. Let's have your golf based Steinbeck <laughs> books. That's one for all the literary
3: geniuses uh, uh, out there. Never mind. That's right. Thank Brilliant. You. Thank you, Bob. That was great, wasn't it? Thank you very much, um, Chris. <laughs> in Oxford well for done, the Chris questions so yeah. there we are yeah. Bob knew John Steinbeck Brian, he kept that quiet didn't he you've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on Talk Sport there we are that was this afternoon at least they show. didn't hear the archers
4: going off in my pocket no that's true uh,
3: right at the end of the show yeah, you would have missed that folks uh, suddenly the archers theme was blaring out across the studio we could all hear it <laughs> apart from Andy and it was going off in his pocket wasn't it yeah, yeah fantastic down that's with the it. kids Yeah, um, we'll catch up with you tomorrow from one when Motti will be here and we will also bring you uh, Martin Kellner clips of the week and lots more besides
0: even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less in similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more Plus.